This is Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Julie. We are actors, costumers, movie, and book enthusiasts. But we have very different tastes. So every week we pick a pop culture period piece to talk about. Our thoughts about the movie and also anything the movie brings up. Like how the mummy is totally written through the female gaze and Santa Fe from Newsies is the ultimate I want song. Do you know what that is? Listen to us. So if you like movies with corsets, manners, and cottage core aesthetics, give us a listen. Pop culture period piece has a new episode dropping every Thursday. Goodbye. Bye. Wednesday? Yeah, it's Wednesday. Hope everybody's having a great Wednesday. I am Trent Dozier, the titular host of I Love Improv with Trent Dozier. This is the show that you are watching now live on Twitch, or perhaps you are listening to it in the future uh, as a podcast. However you're choosing to consume this, thank you. We love you. Welcome. Uh, if you're here live, why don't you shout out uh, yourself right now in the chat? Um and you can also throw some shout-outs to our technical support, the queen of the screen. It's Val Agnew. What's up, Val? What's up, Trent? Oh, nothing. Just living the dream. Um, it's currently uh, game three of the NBA Finals is about to start. And, of course, my beloved Golden State Warriors uh, are in the game. But if there's one thing I love more than basketball... It's improv, baby. So I got to do wow. this. I got to do this. I got to do this, and I'll be able to watch the second half no problem. First half in an NBA game doesn't even matter anyway. So it's mm-hmm. – I'm actually – this is actually working out great for me because I don't have to watch the first half, and instead I do get to do improv. It's kind of like a double bonus for me. That's how I'm feeling. Wow. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. Most of what I know about the NBA I learned when your internet went out during Matt Rorty's episode, and he vamped about the NBA draft for like 10 minutes. <laughs> Yes, I do remember that. That was um, that was the most drastic of all technical failures we've ever had on this. And Val, I think maybe you know this because I did say this to you, but this is our 20th episode. Wow! Woo! We did it! Back when we started the Twitch stream slash podcast, a lot of people were saying, many people were saying that we could never reach 10 episodes, let alone 20. And here we are. Uh, proving the haters and the doubters wrong once again. Mm. Pretty impressive from you and me, if I do say so myself. I am impressed. Uh, All right. Well, of course, this is uh, I Love Improv with Trent Dozier, a part of the Trident Network. You are watching this live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network. If you would like to subscribe to the channel, you can hit the purple subscribe button somewhere down here, uh, and that'll subscribe you here because, of course... uh, the Trident Twitch channel doesn't just stream this show. It streams Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday uh, every week. There's great content there always, including the newly debuted last week, Bitcherton. Val, how did the debut episode of Bitcherton go? Ooh, it was dramatic. There was swooning. There was back talk. There was a lot of bowing. It was great. Good. Uh, Bitcherton is back on Monday. Tune in for that. It's a, it's a, it's a Bridgerton watch along, right? That's what you said? That is correct. Cool. That is correct. And we're doing the second season. Oh. So 
if you want to tune in next on this coming Monday, uh, you'll need to watch episode one of season two to prepare. Got it. <laughs> Take note, everybody. Or <laughs> or you could just go in and, uh, you know, have some fun and just, without knowing. Yeah, enjoy the wigs. Without knowing the deets. Enjoy the, the intrigue. Yeah. Um, also, we mentioned this in our last episode, but still, the return is on the horizon. On June 20th, the return of Stupid Games, Stupid Prizes, one of the most fun um, game shows that is streamed on all of Twitch, hosted by the one and only Justin Swinson. And finally, Tuesday, this Tuesday, no, next Tuesday. The 14th. The 14th, yes, June 14th. We are doing a fundraiser. The Trident Network is streaming. Um, that's going to be a part of a fundraiser for uh, Resistance is Fertile. Val, why don't you tell us a little bit about the fundraiser coming up? Yeah, so in response to some of the uh, laws or impending laws that are coming to fruition mm-hmm. regarding women's bodies mm-hmm. and women's rights, um, they uh, our friend Amanda Recupido, um, I apologize if I mispronounced that last name, by the way, Amanda, sorry, um, but she is uh, hosting a fundraiser on Tuesday for some abortion funds. Awesome. Um, and uh, <clears throat> it's going to be a variety show, and uh, it's sold out, so the only way that you can watch it now is on our stream here on Twitch. Very cool. And there will be more information on how to donate once you're uh, locked into the, the Twitch stream. Um, that is correct. But of course, you can follow um, the Trident Network across all of its social media platforms uh, for more information on all things uh, regarding that and also all things Trident in general. All right. That's enough jibber jabber. I think mm. it's time we get to this week's guest. What do you say, Val? Oh, I agree wholeheartedly. Oh, baby. Okay. Famously, famously, I am from California, born and raised, and I am now back in California where I belong. But there was a five-year stretch of time where I did live in Chicago, and when I moved to Chicago, I started improv classes immediately at both IO and Second City. My guest this week was not my teacher, but he was shadowing my teacher at I.O. when I started. He is very literally one of the first people I ever met in Chicago, probably one of the first 20 people that I met, and it's crazy because uh, he's also from California. So, wow, small world. Big difference, though. He loves the Cubs, and I love the Giants, and, you know, that's just the way it's going to be. He's one of the most (laughs) prolific improvisers around. He is a great teacher. He is a great coach, and he is a great performer. Can he uh, live up to the hype? I think easily. I think very easily. We're all about to find out. He is the Dugs. Everybody say hello to our guest this week, James Dugan. What's up, Dugs? What's happening? God, welcome to the Thunderdome. (laughs) You know, I mean, James, I think you know this about me. I love professional wrestling, and there's a lot of pomp mm-hmm. and circumstance in professional wrestling. So I like to bring that—I uh, like to bring that to the improv screen, the improv ears, if you will. You know, and also you—you you made a big deal about you're from California. I'm from California. It goes deeper than that, though, because we're both from NorCal, yeah. and and like most people, uh, a lot of people are from SoCal. But we're both from NorCal, and not only that. Your uncle was one of my professors in Chico college. Chico State. 
That's so funny. I was talking to my mom on the phone. Shout out to uh, Allison Dozier, my mother. She is not watching live, but she will listen to this on a podcast. And she said, uh-huh. who's your guest this week? And I said, it's James Dugan. I don't think you know him, <laughs> but your brother does. <laughs> uh. That's right. That's right. 14 years ago, he had me in, in, in U.S. history. And now look at James Dugan, all grown up. And I owe a lot of it to, to Professor Archer. We thank him. We thank him every day. Wow. Uh, all right. Well, now everybody's aware of how deep the, the ties run between me and the Dukes. Um, James is, of course, a, a, a phenomenal improviser. He was, I feel like, and, and honestly, you probably still are. I don't know because I don't live in Chicago anymore, of course. But I felt like you really uh, set the pace, so to speak, in terms of like just kind of showing people like, yeah, you can go do shows all the time and like actually have fun doing it. And I feel like you were kind of a pioneer and just being like, it's actually cool to do a bunch of improv. Uh, so I thank you for that. I think people of our generation <laughs> really love and appreciate that about you. Seeing seeing an older statesman who's not um, so bitter about improv and still loves it, I think that was, for me personally, that was super helpful um, to just be like, oh, yeah, cool people do think improv is cool instead of just cool people being like, whatever. Uh, so yeah, that was a little, that was a little compliment before the compliments. Um, oh my God, that makes me feel so good though. That's, uh, that, that's, um, uh, yes, that, that I, I want everyone to know that I do love improv. I think that improv is very cool. I think it's very cool to yes. do improv. Uh, in fact, uh, James Dugan is one of two, one of three podcasts, I would say specifically that in influenced me to want to do this show, um, We'll talk about the other two podcasts some other time. Actually, we've talked about Joran's podcast before because Joran has been on a, ge- a guest on this show, um, and I'm hoping to have the other uh, hosts of other podcasts on anyways. But James was the host, uh, one of the hosts for three years, along with Rob Grabowski, of the wonderful Talking Shop podcast, which recently closed its doors for the final time. But absolutely feel free to go back into the archives and listen to the old episodes I was on one episode. Brag. That is that is a so brag. Was I. Yeah. I was also on one. Definitely yeah. a brag. It, it is something I... <laughs> and I was on all, on of, all of them. <laughs> um, so if you're looking for more improv deep dives, uh, go check that out. But if you're looking for two boys who love to do improv, doing some improv live right now on Twitch, it's time. Uh, okay, we, James and I, are about to do an improv scene. But... We need a suggestion in order to do that. Now, two things. First of all, um, we love all suggestions here, but we would prefer one that is a hearty, meaty, robust suggestion. For example, instead of saying watch, we would like something more along the lines of James is a watchmaker and Trent is his apprentice and James is trying to teach Trent how to make watches because he is slowly dying. Something like that, something deep, in-depth. You can add as many or as few details as you want. Um, So if you know James and I and um, are ready to rip off your suggestions, feel free to throw those into the chat now. Uh, If this is maybe your first time seeing James Dugan do improv, which if it is, you must have not lived in Chicago, um, I am going to compliment James right now, tell him what I love about him as an improviser, and maybe that will help influence the type of scene that you would like to see him and I do. Uh, So you can hold off on your suggestion until that, and we'll jump into the uh, compliment section right now. James, are you ready to sit there awkwardly and accept uh, praise? 
Yeah, I, uh, I've i got my, my cursor hovering over the leave button in case it gets too uncomfortable. Okay, I'll try to keep, I'll try to keep like, a loose praise. I won't go too deep. <laughs> I won't put... No, I mean, if, you, if you've if you got it written down, no, just no, read the no, whole thing. it's page. not written down. It's all off the dome. I like to... I need it to feel natural. <laughs> because it is. It is natural. Uh, James, <clears throat> like I said, you're one of the first people that I um, came across in Chicago, really. And definitely in, like, a... Um, a uh like a superior a, su- a superior role uh like you know like a teacher or a coach or etc cetera, etc cetera. a mentor if you will which i definitely think uh i would consider you someone who mentored me a lot um both directly and indirectly in chicago um but being around you for all that time i so often have heard you talk about improv and what you think is good to do in a scene and important to like make yourself feel comfortable and your teammates and the audience. And like, obviously you had a podcast talking about improv. So above all else you care. And like I was saying earlier, there are so many people, especially who have been doing it for so long, like both of us have who are just like, you know, have this whatever attitude and you don't, you care. And above all else, I I love that. Like I was saying earlier, you set a great example um, for all of us who were coming to Chicago after you as an improviser specifically, you are great. You are like the perfect utility player. You can go, you can be at a one, the whole show. You can be at a 10, the whole show, or you can slide in wherever you need. Um, and one thing I've actually heard you say a lot about yourself is that since you have been on all these teams with very funny people that you're like, you're always like, Oh, like I'm not, I don't need to be the funniest person out here. But with all that being said, your natural comedic timing and comedic sensibilities are truly up there with the best of them. And I know you surround yourself with like some absolute psychopaths on like little tooties and and um, uh, coaching Devil's Daughter and like all these teams. You've been around some really great people, but <clears throat> just talking to you, to you a lot, I don't think you give yourself enough credit for how funny you are. Just straight up funny. I I'm sure you do think you are funny. I know you think you're funny. But you're, you are just your comedic timing is up there with some of the best. Um, now, that out of the way, I think the stuff that you do best is when you are grounding, um, when you're grounding a situation filled with psychopaths. Is the best is the best way I can put it. Um, you have such a way of making the world that you and your teammates are building feel real regardless of like what the situation is. I feel like a lot of times, like maybe you guys are in space or you're dinosaurs or it's something weird going on, but you're just, it's like we're dinosaurs, but this is just a normal day-to-day conversation between these two dinosaurs. And you have a great way of putting that like film of reality over everything, whether it's based in reality or not. And I think that's what makes it so enjoyable for me to watch you as an improviser is like, I just know I'm going to be in good hands with James, whether the scene is realistic or not. James will make me feel like this world is realistic and these people or creatures or objects are all real. Um, Man, I don't know. I just feel like you're one of the best. You're one of the best to do it. You're a great teammate. You're a great coach. And, And above all else, James Dugan loves improv. Uh, was that too much? Was that should I have turned it up or turned it down? How do you feel? Um, I don't know. What else? What, what else you got in the chamber? I could throw out a couple more things. 
no, 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 need no, to do no, an improv no, scene. I could just to. talk about my enjoyment <laughs> I get from James um, for hours. Well, I... I, I think one of the uh, uh, I, one thing that you said about like I the it is it's one of my philosophies that like I don't want to be the funniest person or, or not necessarily that I, I don't want to be but a lot of times I'm like there are so much funnier people yeah. than me out there and and I'm and I want to like just make sure that we like create the situation where they thrive yeah. also um, and uh, but also I I want to I don't know if anybody's ever turned it around on you people have but, tried uh, I I think. Yeah, <laughs> I think I, I remember you, I, I forget what it was. It was a show that I didn't go to, but you told me about it afterwards that it was like a roast of you or something. And uh, and someone was like, you're just the poor man's James Dugan. And uh, <laughs> and like when when you said that to me, I was like, you're the poor man's me. Like, that's an insane uh, compliment. for me. Wow. Thank you. That's an insane compliment for me that you disagree yeah. with that compliment. Um yeah, that was that was a roast of me on my birthday set up by my at the time not partner Nia D'Amelio and now current love of my oh. life and of course composer of the theme song of this podcast Nia D'Amelio. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> we all love Nia, she loves improv, we all love improv. We love the Dukes. Yeah. Um we do. well, oh. I I got no problem if people think you and I play similarly because I think <laughs> I think you're great. <clears throat> uh all right. Well, if you're in the chat and you haven't thrown a suggestion in there yet, please feel free to throw those suggestions in there now. Um, Val, were there any already inserted, or are we are we waiting? Well, so the love of your life. Oh, she's in the uh, chat this week. Lo- love of your she life also- and composer of the song for the show. And composer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also wanted to point out <laughs> that, sh- that you were dating uh at the time of the roast and she's and yes she said not true we were dating wtf (laughs) i thought it was before we were dating it was it was nia nia and john randall who is also a former guest of the show put it on because both of them just love to roast my ass and then all my best friends roasted me for an hour and you know what never felt more loved it was incredible (laughs) i honestly i would highly recommend having your friends set up a roast for you. It was so rewarding. I wish I could do it every year for my birthday. You can't. Yeah, the jokes would be the same for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know if we're going to get any more suggestions, but I did want to give a shout out to Christy Dozier, who appears That's to be That's my cousin Christy. Hey, Christy. <laughs> All right. Uh, I actually love... Nia's uh, suggestion. So oh, I yeah, think let's do we'll it. Take it. Um, all right. James and Trent are co workers on a conference trip. They've been assigned to stay in the same hotel room. They don't know each other all that well, but they're friendly enough. It's nighttime, and James has a presentation at the conference tomorrow. Hell yeah. Right. Awesome. Thank Beautiful. you, Val. Thank you, Nia. <laughs> Great. Trent, do you want to do you want to sure. turn into this scene? Okay. Great. <laughs> oh man, there's looks um Oh oh, I was oh just, okay. yeah. Do you um I could call for like a trundle bed or whatever. We don't need to share the bed, obviously. I would I'm comfortable no. sharing the bed, but like we don't need to. I... No, no, I think well I... Uh, I'm I'm just a I'm I'm like a bad sleeper, <laughs> for sure, so for sure. I 
Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. So, so yeah, I mean, if you, if you went, I mean, or, 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 or one of us could sleep on the chair. I can move the ottoman I mean, if over one, I think and, if one of us uh, is not, I think if we're not going to share the bed, we might as well just call up like, you know, one of those little rolly beds or whatever. Uh, right. Instead of, instead of doing a situation, a chair situation. We don't have to do, I mean, whatever's easier for you. I, I'm, I, I, I hate to cut no, the night I short. mean, I, I, like I said, I'm good to share a bed. I don't mind sharing them. I'm good. I'm good. Let's just share the bed then. I'm good to share. I'm good to share. Let's just share the bed then. I'm just a bad sleeper. That's I don't mind. I mean, I'll probably be up super late anyway. I might be bopping. Like, I I don't have anything to do technically until Thursday. So, like, my presentation's on Thursday. So, I'm mostly just bopping around, seeing what's up, you know? Okay. Well, then maybe I should take the bed. Oh, you. Okay. That's. Yeah. No, that's fine. I'll call. Uh. Well, no, I don't, no, 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 I don't no, want to. No, no, oh, God, that's a side of me that I hate. I that I really no, hate no, that no, I even no. said that. No, no, no. I don't. I get it. Your thing's tomorrow. You gotta get. You gotta get a good night's sleep. You want to do a run through of the presentation? Um, I might need to go through some of the rougher points, but I've got most of it okay. right now. We can run through it if yeah. you want to, or we can pop down to the bar, see what's going on, see who's see who's at the bar right now, or okay. we can can't drink the night before a presentation Uh, could flip on a movie see if there's any you know we're in a hotel see if there's any skin flicks see what's going on there get a little premium show going on in there you know what i mean you know what i i have a pretty rigid pre uh presentation uh, ritual that i need to do so uh so if you want to if you do want to watch a movie i just want you to know it's going to be remember the titans (laughs) oh my god i love that movie Okay, but we we, we I, there there's only a couple parts that you can talk during because the rest of it is very inspirational to me. So oh. I don't want you to think that we're gonna like hang out and we're gonna like mystery science theater this movie because because uh, it's it's kind of important. Team, we talking about the team? What team? You know that line when he's talking to Gary <laughs> Bertier? Yeah, what team? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, attitude reflect leadership oh my god you do that's crazy yeah (laughs) Yeah. man let's throw it on i'm ready to i'm ready to throw it on right now okay okay i just wanted i just want you to know that i we will start it and i i need to absorb it um there's a lot that i need to take in from it if i'm gonna make this presentation on breaking through i can see tomorrow morning in 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 west virginia College or high school football. High school footballs. No, but life. It's even bigger than Christmas Day. Can you believe that's Hayden? Hayden Panettiere. That's Hayden Panettiere. You know, she used to date that uh, the Klitschko, one of the Klitschko brothers, one of the boxers, the Klitschko brothers, and the height difference was like a legitimate two feet between them or something. I've never heard of the Klitschko brothers. Oh, you never heard of the Klitschko brothers? Vladimir and Vitaly Klitschko, two of the greatest heavyweight boxers of all time. Oh, does that mean I can't talk anymore? Uh, well, I, I'm I'm putting on my personal uh, VHS copy, so we do have to go through a couple of the previews. Oh, so yeah. that's fine. Sweet. Can you uh, believe they found us a place with the VCR still going in? Oh, that's mine. You brought it. Yeah. Oh my God. I brought that, and I've got a backup in my bag just in case uh, that one breaks. I I, I know I. I know what my reputation is at the office. No, I don't. And and my and my response is I'm fine with it. You're fine with being known as the 
the stick up your butt guy? <laughs> yeah, and um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am okay. Cool. I um, mean, that is so. Yeah, if you're that's just what people. I don't. You're cool with it. Oh my god. I don't. Per- the rookie. I don't personally. <laughs> rookie. Do that, uh, you know. No, you've just heard it. Yeah, no, I actually think you're pretty cool. I mean, you know, I know that I'm newer at the company, so maybe I don't have as much experience um, with you as some of the other people do. But, you know, everybody's always like, Joby's got to freaking stick up his ass. And he, if everything's not perfect, then Joby's going to be mad about it. And and Joby's a wet blanket who doesn't want to have any fun ever. And Joby's a robot who doesn't have any human emotions. And... Joby seems like a real asshole and like if I ever saw Joby on Tinder I wouldn't I wouldn't just like swipe no on him I would throw my phone away and buy a new phone just like stuff like that is what I've been hearing around the office just about but I'm like Joby Joby are we talking about the same Joby because Joby seems pretty cool to me and now that I know you're a remember the Titans fan I'm almost like I don't even think Joby's cool I, I I'm starting to think that I know Joby's cool this guy, like, remember the Titans? Like, Joby might be the one for me. But that's just, like, the stuff I've been hearing around the office. Like, Joby has probably never even been kissed yet. Or, like, Joby's... <laughs> that one's not that's true. That's not true? Good. I, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. I was like, Joby's, like, 60. He's got to have a kiss for sure. No, yeah, try, 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 try 15 years old. Huh? You're 15 years old? No, that's when I oh. kiss. Oh, damn. Dude, Joby was getting it in when he was fifteen. That's unreal. No, I didn't. I didn't get it. I, no. Oh, I just kidding. Get yeah, probably. Yeah, probably when you're fifteen. I did, and I kissed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, I mean, that was uh, that. That was uh, you know, it's a, uh, it's a brave new world at that <laughs> yeah, point, totally, and yeah. uh, there's no, um, yeah, no, fifteen. Um, <laughs> can't believe that people think that I haven't kissed anybody. Um, most people at the office have met my wife. I don't. That's another. People are like. I've, I've brought her to the to the holiday people, parties. People are like, "There's." We've done duets and karaoke, so uh, people. So so I guess there's probably a little bit more to this, where people also say like, "Oh, Joby goes home, and him and his wife sleep in different wings yeah. of the house, and uh, they they even have to wash their sheets in yeah. separate loads in the washing." because she doesn't want to possibly have any crossover or any sort of hint or even just the shadow of sharing the same bed uh, okay. with him. That's probably something that they're it's saying about It's definitely very me. similar to what I've heard. The shadow stuff was near verbatim. So I, I do wonder if you have maybe heard some of the same uh, rumblings around the office that, that I've heard. But I'm like, but I'm like, Joby and Joby and Cheryl, his beautiful wife, Cheryl? No way. They kiss all the time. I guarantee you they sleep in the same bed. And now that I know that you love Remember the Titans, I got to assume, I just have to assume, and I know it's rude to assume, but I have to assume Cheryl also loves Remember the Titans. And like, that's a cool couple right there. Two people who love Remember the Titans. Talk about a team. It's, it's you two. Can I tell you something? Yeah, of co- yeah, Joby, anything. I feel like we're really bonding here, of, co- of course. Do you ever read the Hardy Boys novels? Yeah. Okay. So you know the author of the Hardy Boys? Not by heart, uh, no. Franklin Dixon? Okay. So there is no Franklin Dixon. 
Um, Franklin Dixon is a name that uh, various authors use, and they have each uh, each written a different Hardy Boys book, or it's just a collection of people. There There is no actual Franklin Dixon um, that has written any Hardy Boys books. Does that make yeah, sense? I mean, I'm following. So you're essentially saying maybe like one Hardy Boy book was written by William Shakespeare, one was written by Frank Darabont. Like these aren't <laughs> I'm just starting out. Obviously, William Shakespeare's dead and Frank Darabont. I don't think that Shakespeare ever penned yeah, a yeah, yeah. Hardy yeah, Boys yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, like, for example, like, but they everyone's using the same pseudonym. Right, yes. So that is what, um, I've never, I've never told anybody this. That's what Cheryl is. She's one of the, she's Every one of the Franklin Dixons. All it. Um, well, no, she has. She also has not written a Hardy Boys novel. Okay, then I'm confused. Um, <laughs> every holiday party, I ask a different person to come and pose as my wife, and <laughs> no coworker has noticed at this point. Nobody's noticed that Cheryl's different every time. Yeah, I. I've asked uh, friends, I've asked um, cousins, I've asked friends of friends, I've asked cousins of cousins, and the result is always the same. They always say, oh, nice to see you again, and it has never once been the same person. 26 years I have worked in this place. Who did I meet at Christmas then? Who was that lady? Christmas what this year? This year. I've only worked here for four months. Yeah. This year? It was my neighbor. Oh. What's her real name? It was my neighbor, and she was, and that was her third time doing it. Well, if you're repeating some of them, I could see maybe how some co-workers would be like, good to see you again. A decade yeah. apart. Wow. <laughs> you drew the short straw, didn't you? What are you... Yeah. 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 Honestly, Joby, I didn't even draw the short straw. I just said, I'll take it. Because I don't think Joby's that bad. But, and then now I feel like I'm, I'm on a roller coaster now. First, I was like, okay, I'm with Joby. He might kick me in the balls in the middle of the night. He's a rough sleeper, whatever. I'm not, uh, if I do, it's totally accidental. And I wasn't going to blame you. You warned me ahead of time. You're a crazy sleeper. Then I was like, I'm a bad sleeper. I never use the word crazy. Sorry, sorry. I just in my head. I'm a bad sleeper. In my head was like you were gonna be like punching and stuff with your feet and arms. No, no. I don't know. I, if I can be honest, I just I don't really I don't really know what to think about you now. Well, what did you think of me before? Cool guy. And then remember the Titans kind honestly did put me over the top with you. In a, in a good way. Mm-hmm. But now I just kind of mm-hmm. am a little worried that, like, you might be, like, a little weirdo or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I'm a little weirdo. I'm a little weirdo, huh? I just said... Why don't you explain the little yellow bandana on your uh, suitcase? I don't, ha- I don't have to explain that to anybody if I don't want to. I will, because I have nothing to hide. 
but I want you to know that I don't have okay. any. I don't have to do anything I don't want to do. Uh, that you don't have to. No, but I've been very curious. The yellow bandana uh, did belong mm-hmm. to my sister, and we uh, stopped talking about three years ago due to an incident at a family reunion that happened in front of the whole extended family, and um, and now uh, I just. You know, I'm really sorry about how it all went down, and she won't accept my calls, and I just have that bandana of hers somewhere on my person or something like that at all times. Wow. I was, if I'm being honest, I was hoping to get some dirt on you from that yellow bandana. And You were going to blackmail me, you little weirdo. Uh, well, I wasn't going like to blackmail you. I just, me. I was... No, I'm not. Who, who, who am I going to tell? Who, who cares? Who cares what Joby has to say? I thought I did. I thought I cared. I thought we were on the same team together. I was going to help you prepare for your your thing tomorrow for your presentation. Are we on the same team? Left side. Strong side. Left side. Strong side. Okay. Curtis, are you here to replace me? That is what I've been told. (laughs) Okay. Wow, they brought out another robot to replace Joby the robot. I'm not a robot. I'm like a full-functioning human. A what? A full-functioning human. I operate... A full-functioning human I'm a full-functioning human man. I operate at a, a human rate. Oh, do you do? Why don't we uh, run a diagnostic on your feelings right now? Uh, you you operate at full capacity, and um, and everything is within parameters. Yes, I'm a hundred percent human. God. Hey, hey, Curtis, Curtis, why don't you take the stick out of your ass? You don't say that to me, Joby. You say I I could say that to you. You're gonna replace me. You're gonna become me. I don't want to replace oh. you. They want me to replace you. I thought maybe we could be friends. I would love to be friends with you. Then don't call me love a, don't call me friends. a robot. I'm listen, I've been doing this long enough. I know the path. All right? You start coming to these conferences, then they throw you a presentation or two. You have one bad presentation. You go, what happened there? What did I do wrong? Then you're following the same step every day. You're thinking, maybe it was my weird breakfast. Maybe it was that I took an Uber here instead of walking. Maybe I stayed at a hotel too far away. You're going to start getting into a routine, Curtis. It's only a matter of time. What is that, a bullet journal? Yes, I just want to write down a couple thoughts. Okay, okay. Wow, got a little bit of a routine, and it's some half-inch lettering there, huh? Well, I if I if the lettering's too big, then I, I I'm wasting the pages. Don't question my. Got to be efficient, right? You have to be efficient in this line of work. When we're trying to break through, you have to be efficient. Oh, oh, Curtis. Oh, you might as well just crawl into bed and sleep directly beneath me. (laughs) If you want to just occupy the same space that I do, 
three years ago, my sister called me a robot to my face at the family reunion. In response, I kicked her husband in the ball sack, and I called her the C-word. We have not spoken since. So if you want to make it through the night to your little presentation tomorrow and have your job remaining, do not call me a robot again, or you're going to find out what's in my suitcase. Curtis, you're a monster. You're not a robot. You're an absolute monster. You're Godzilla coming to destroy the city. <laughs> the C word for calling you a robot? I've been called a robot my whole life. <laughs> That's not who I am. <laughs> I am human 100% of the time. Functioning highly, always. Operational unless I'm asleep. Listen to what you're saying. Wow. And what what did you bring in your bag to threaten me with? A pair of steel-toed boots? No, my karate gi. <laughs> put my I put my gi on and I become better at fighting, obviously. Oh, Curtis. The only thing that cancels out a gi is another gi. So do you want to put these on? Let's put the geese on and go a you couple rounds. Put these on. We're going. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> oh my God! You're a purple belt. Yeah, that's right. Junior grade. <laughs> I'm a junior grade white belt. <laughs> oh my God! That's right. Purple belt. You see this? Oh my! It's fifteen years of work to get to purple. I've been I've been doing karate for six years, and I'm still white. Choose your kata. I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> That's the scene. <laughs> uh... <laughs> what does kata mean? Is that a real karate term? Kata, it's like a sequence of moves oh, in karate. Dang it! I I was gonna guess. That was my guess. Oh my god. Oh. Oh, that was so funny. I love a. I love a. a almost like a. I want to say like a situational comedy like that where it's two people just trapped in a room, just like mm. sizing each other up. Oh, that was so funny. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was. <laughs> I also, I love, like, two people that are fighting because they are so similar. Yes. Uh, it's, it always, I maybe you, I think you would probably agree with this, James. It always feels more rewarding to me to, because, you know, one of the first things you hear is, like, don't get in arguments on stage or whatever when you're starting out as an improviser. And I think mm -hmm. that's true, especially when the two people are coming from the opposite end of the spectrum. But those two characters were so similar and wanted yeah. the same things. And it's so much funnier to just see them, like, get to the point where they're just like, well, we agree then. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fun to yeah. be in that way. I know. Yeah. And that whole thing about arguing, uh, like, the, the, that you, sh I, I don't think you should argue in a scene, but an argument is different than, like, than, um, 
confrontation. Yeah. Because, uh, like, an argument, it, just an improv argument is so pointless because you, because, like, and I don't think that we got into this where, because we were never really in disagreement with each other right. in, in this scene. It was like, you said something about me, and I was like, you're damn right, that's what I yeah. am. And, and, like, I said something about you, and you're like, yeah, I, yeah, that's what I am. Uh, and, but, but that, like, an argument, because it's more like, it's more when you just start making up things to make yourself more right than the other person yes. is in the moment. Yes. Like that's such a trap in improv. Yeah. Yeah. You should be, there are, you have to be, you have to be willing to lose as an improviser. <laughs> um, especially in, I mean, I don't think this was the case here, but like in, in certain shows, actually the last time I went home and I performed with um, made up theater, my hometown theater, we love made up theater. Um, we were doing a, you know, like a, a set where it's one story all the way through. And, you know, I was the bad guy in the office. And basically at some point you just have to be like, oh, I'm going to be rude to this my teammate because they're the protagonist of the story. I want the audience <laughs> to be against me. Whereas, he, you know, in, in more cases often than not, we're not an actual villain. Or even if you are the villain, like, that's you playing a character. Like, nobody's like, um, wow, James Earl Jones vo voiced Darth Vader. That guy is a real a-hole in real life. You know what I mean? Everybody's like, oh, can't I believe, love James Earl I can't believe that guy killed all those younglings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's like, you know, there should be you... The audience is suspending their disbelief watching you, so you have to be able to suspend your disbelief on stage as well and, like, know that, like, you know, your friends aren't going to be like, wow, Trent was a real asshole in that scene. He's changed. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, all, we're all in agreement. It's an understanding. Like, these are characters yeah. that we're all playing. Um, how – so uh, – Remember the Titans. What did that uh, like? How how well do you know that movie? Pretty pretty well. I mean, I hit we hit most of my favorite sayings from the movie. Uh, the only other one would be uh, Petey Williams running back, the running back, y'all, the running um, back. But that was like that was such a that was such a genuine reaction from me, Trent, as opposed to Curtis, the character. Which is I love when that happens in improv. Um, because I, it's sometimes hard to hide your reactions in real life. Um, but then you can quickly like weave it into the foundation of this character. Like, that's why also I mm -hmm. think like people love to play or not necessarily love, but like your day-to-day -day life bleeds into your improv scene. And you're like, well, all day at work, my boss was yelling at me. So I'm going to be this boss in this scene. Cause I see James, you know, at an office, and I'm going to be like, this is bleeding into my mind right now, so it's top of mind. I mean, that's a, mm -hmm. another argumentative example, perhaps, <laughs> but... Um. Uh, well, so, because literally, I said Remember the Titans because last year, uh, last year I ran a marathon, and the night before, I was like, I gotta, like, I'm all, like, weird and amped up, and I've got to, like, calm myself down but i've got to like also do something so i put on remember the yeah. titans and like and i was just like i'm gonna watch this and it'll like settle me before i have to go do this thing tomorrow um but also to to what you were just saying about what you like kind of what you experience and what you talk about bleeds into the scene I, immediately before we did this scene 
we talked about how similar we are as performers and so so then the scene is like well you're just like me and you're just like me it was literally two guys in the spider-man meme just being like hey wait a minute this is but i'm and you're what the yeah but i do i mean i do think it is it's it always just feels so much more rewarding to see the same person arguing with each other as opposed to uh differing views something that we've talked about on the podcast before is one of the one of the biggest things that i was told in chicago that i really or a piece of advice that a teacher gave that i really carried was with uh joran in in level three at io where he said that essentially like he was talking about the herald specifically but i think it's applicable to all of improv in general or any form or whatever but he was basically like you know you learn the rules so that you can break the rules and like don't argue Mm -hmm. is a great rule for someone who's done improv for like two months in their entire lives but don't argue like there's there's not really any rules once you've hit a certain once you've improvised for x amount of hours then you're kind of like these are all the tools i have now let me use them mm-hmm. to best serve the scene. If I need to get in an argument with James, I feel comfortable to do that and know that both of us can like get out of it and not make the whole scene yeah. about the argument. Oh yeah, the think... rules. Oh, go ahead, Val. Sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say. I think something James said earlier kind of resonated with me about that, which is like, <clears throat> it's not about uh, when you're arguing. But like it's serving yeah. the scene, it's because you're actually agreeing yeah. with each other. Mm-hmm. Like the the two players are agreeing yeah. with each other, even if the 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 characters are not. Whereas like a fight that doesn't work in improv is because the two players are not agreeing yes. with each other. Mm-hmm. And typically, it's because at least one of them is trying to exert control over the scene and. Like, I was guilty of this so much, especially when I first started Mm. doing improv, because I was really nervous and self-conscious, and I, like, never wanted to play low-status characters. I never wanted to, like, lose in a scene, and it had to be kind of, like, beaten out of me, and then I realized how fun it was to lose. It's so much more fun to be the butt of the joke, to be the villain, to be, like like, the person who gets, like, you know their ass kicked in a scene for in whatever way than it is to be the person who's like doing the, you know, yeah. the ass kicking. So um, I, yeah, I think it's all about like in anything, like with any of these rules, like what it really is about, it's like a, it, they say these blanket statements because it's a lot easier to explain to someone who's new to improv, but really the only rule, the only rule is agree with everyone else that yeah. you're playing with. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, the I, I always say that the rules are there for when things go wrong, oh. that like do do what's fun and do what is like do what's working. But then when, when you hit a point where where you start thinking like, oh, we're like lagging or, or this doesn't feel right, then go to the rules in your head and be like, well, like what's going on? Like, for for example, in this scene, I, I think we spent the first half just talking about mm. me. And, uh, and then, and at one point I was like, I was like, why haven't we talked about Trent at all? I haven't like, it's because I, we haven't turned it around on him. I don't know anything about him. I haven't given him any like character traits, anything like that. It's been all over here. Uh, and so then I was like, all right, I I've got to like switch in my brain and start pushing stuff that way instead of just taking it in. I feel, oh, go ahead. And that was when the scene took off. (laughs) Yes. 
it was so funny to have Trent realize, like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm the same. Yeah, that was so that was also so rewarding for me as a player too, because I I didn't feel like I didn't feel like I was so different from you as a like my character was so different from your character but i didn't necessarily feel like mm-hmm. we were very similar but then when your character is laying out all the facts you're right val i was literally like processing it both as the character and as myself just being like oh okay we are we are the same <laughs> i see what's happening but you did you started very different uh be, because you were like we're, i'm gonna go out to the bar and we're gonna like uh yeah. like meet these people and maybe we'll like hang out and we'll we'll party and stuff so so you did start out very different but i think as soon as i don't know which one of us i know you called me a robot first but i don't know if i called you a robot or if you said i'm a fully functioning human i think first. i said a fully <laughs> functioning human because i could see something in your eyes okay. being like you're a robot <laughs> just like that's something a robot yeah. would say <laughs> yeah uh and and that was uh I, I i felt it at the beginning where i knew that i i like didn't want to just play the mm-hmm. odd couple uh setup of, of like well i'm the i'm the rule follower and i'm i'm like neat and tidy and this guy's kind of like wacky and messy and, yeah. and wants to party um that i that just felt like very yeah. cliche to me so <laughs> instead i i just thought i was like well let's just like settle into like let's just talk to each other for a little bit and we'll figure out what our differences and similarities are yeah. in that. I think that's also the benefit too of getting the suggestion the way that we get the suggestion for this because there could have been an an even extra 5 more minutes at the beginning of the scene where we're just like is this our room? Okay, this is our room. How can we mm-hmm. this is who James is. This is who Trent is and you know like cutting out all the fluff and just being able to go right in and being like okay, who's sleeping where? And, like, being able to figure out those dynamics from, like, a point of, like, already knowing, like, our, our cup is already, like, maybe 25% full, and we're just going to slowly fill it up mm-hmm. and figure it out, as opposed to, you know, just being like, hotel, uh, okay, thank you. Uh, okay, who are you? Who am I? And, you know, starting from zero and, and, and getting, to, getting to the heart of the scene that much faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also just starting from yeah. knowing each other, like knowing who each other are, it makes it yes. so yes. easy. And that uh, that does so yeah, much. I, of the work. I was just yeah. going to say that's something we obviously got a suggestion where it was literally like spe- spelled out our relationship, like very specifically, like they know each other a little bit, but not that much, whatever. But something you should always choose to do, I think, as an improviser is know who you are in the scene with. And that is something very similar Mm -hmm. to like um, the don't argue rule. That is something that I feel like improvisers get told early, which is like, know who you're in the scene with. And I do think that's something that is even uh, beneficial to people who have been doing improv for 10 plus years, like the group of us has. So, yeah. And it's the, I, I feel like that is for me, that's the rule that that's my rule oh. that I always try mm-hmm. and have, because if you I, I always try and know the person mm. and care about the person uh, at the beginning of the scene, because that's the one where if you break it there, then you've got to like <laughs> you, you don't get yeah. to just course yeah. correct halfway through um, if you if you walk into it and and you just say we've never met before and now we have to like figure out who each other are. 
you don't, I, you know what, I, I say you can't do it, but you could definitely just be like, hey, wait a second, I think you're the guy that I yeah. met five years ago, aren't you? Um, so yeah, that, that's for me. I'm always, I always want to make sure I know the person, I care about the person, um, because that, that to me just like moves the scene forward yeah, four totally, minutes. Yes. Uh, it, like you just eliminate all of that yeah. fluff at the beginning. I think you're totally right. There are exactly, there's times where that can work and the scene can be incredibly funny where it's two people who have never met before and they're meeting for the first time. But like, you know, more often than not, like when you're watching your favorite TV show are the best scenes between these two characters that you've known for the last five seasons? Or is it the main character going into some random bar and talking with a bartender who you've never seen on the show before and then never seeing them again, right? It's like, these things can Mm -hmm. work. In improv, anything can work. Nothing is exclusive. But, like, if you choose to know your scene partner, there's a higher chance of your scene being successful. Because I totally agree with you, James. It jumps you forward it it erases like some steps that you have to take like figuring each other out and all mm-hmm. that. yeah and even even with this one where the whole concept which thank you nia uh the whole concept was that we don't yeah. really know each mm-hmm. other um i think just the fact that both of us it, so in the absence of like knowing who the other person is we just chose to know yeah. know ourselves as much as, as possible and it's like this is who i am and yeah. i'm not changing uh instead of like instead of the the polite kind of like oh if you want that then we can do that and and whatever that that that's fine i i think that we both just kind of came in with determined and yeah. confident characters and it's also nice to uh play with someone which you were like in this scene james and are in general um but it's nice to play with someone where you give them a gift like if i was like you're you know james if i was to say to you you watch remember the titans all the time and instead of you being like well i only watched it the one time or whatever james is the type of player and i think everyone (laughs) should strive to be the type of player to accept the gifts that are given james would be like Yes, I love Remember the Titans. And now James has this piece of information about himself, you know, instead of just trying to be like, I like your idea, however, I'm going to tweak it a little bit. Just like, the main (laughs) takeaway for everyone from this should be, just be in agreement. And I think the way Val put it (laughs) was best. Me and James, as the performers, need to be in agreement. Curtis and Joby don't need to be in Mm -hmm. agreement, but Trent and James need to be on the same page. (laughs) And we were. Joby is such a good name to I, give to a person. I also, to of, I always try to Joby. think of the most ridiculous names possible. That way, I'll it, it'll be easier for me to remember Joby than it is for me to be like, did I call James yeah. Jake or John? Did I call James James? What's uh-huh. James's name? Like Joby is like that's not like a real name necessarily, so it's way easier. I love I love stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I always. I, I always, uh, somebody, one of my teachers one time was like, when you got to make up names, use clusters of names oh. that you already know. So it, it was like, uh, it was like, just call, like, name them cousins uh, of yours. Give, Chrissy, give them like real cousins names. Or or I, I think like, yeah, <laughs> I think the, the example that he gave, actually, he was like, you should use clusters of names that you know. So like, if you have to name a bunch of people, you can call them like Reed, Sue, Johnny, Ben. And I was like, that's a fantastic <laughs> four. Um that is that's his cluster that that teacher had no family his family was comic books that was yeah. it. oh my god 
Oh, all right. Well, we have we have approached the top of the hour, so we can uh, start wrapping wrapping this up. James, this was this was so fun. I truly, I really miss getting to see you perform uh, in Chicago. But even more, I you were like me, where you would just be at a theater, and if you had a show, you were doing a show. But mm-hmm. if you didn't. That was fine too, and I just miss being able to see people in that capacity, specifically you, because I mean, more often than not, you like me, you were at one of the theaters. So, <laughs> yeah, same dude. I, I miss watching your shows. I miss seeing like you and Cam do your thing, and uh, man, I, I I miss just like hanging out and and knowing that you were going to be there, and also down, down to talk to about Prov. I love to talk about it. In fact, Val and I have been discussing maybe doing a show on Twitch and the Trident Network about how much I love improv, so. Uh, I don't know if it's going to work. There's kind of already like a talking podcast shop. about it. Yeah. It's a good podcast. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> speaking of talking shop, like I mentioned, <laughs> go back into the archives, listen to the all, all the old episodes. Honestly, I think the podcast is pretty evergreen in terms of like what you guys were discussing. Cause a lot of it is, is talking shop and the shop is improv. And you know, some of it might be, mm-hmm. some episodes might be more specific than others, but like there's a lot of great advice on a lot of those episodes. Yeah. We definitely go through our quarantine phase where all we're like, we're just Everybody talking about did. being Everybody in quarantine, did. but uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think, I, I mean, I, I think that we, we were super blessed with the um, guests that we got, yeah. especially towards the end where we just like, kind of shot really our shot guess. with a lot of people and, and almost all of them said yes to us. Um, and, uh, and, and there's like, the whole idea was just that we wanted everybody to be able to learn from the experience yeah. that everybody else yeah, has because had. Because push come to shove, we all love improv. We all want it. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. like, why else would we, we be doing it? Do it, you know? <laughs> Um, all right. Well, that's how you can uh, maybe get some more James in your earbuds. But I would highly, highly recommend watching James perform live. He performs in Chicago all the time uh, at every theater imaginable. But if you want some specifics, every Friday uh, in June, his uh, team, Little Tooties, which is truly one of the best teams, uh, one of the best teams around. And it was the first team I saw James perform with, and I was blown away by, blown away by them then and still to this day. Uh, every single person on that team's great. Uh, Little Tooties, every Friday in June at 8.30 p.m. at Logan Square Improv. Of course, we love LSI here. If you're in Chicago and you have not been to LSI yet, you got to check it out. One of the cheapest theaters and one of the best theaters. Uh, the quality of improv there every night is just impeccable it's astounding I, I can't believe it it's one of the best theaters around also james is the longtime coach of devil's daughter and devil's daughter currently performs every wednesday at 8 p.m at the annoyance theater so check out them too they're also a great team wonderful uh wonderful herald team um james thanks for joining us this was a freaking blast god Thank you so much for having me. Uh, yes. I, I love he improv. He loves improv. He gets it. Uh, join uh, <laughs> join the stream next Tuesday or yesterday, if you're listening to this on a podcast, uh, June 14th. June 14th, <laughs> the Resistance is Fertile fundraiser. Um, more information on that. Also, uh, more information on that when you tune into the stream. Also, uh, 
James did mention Cam, who, of course, has been on this show previously. Val, if you want to go ahead and throw that link into the chat right now, Cam and I back on the stage again uh, Wednesday, June 22nd, 9 p.m., the Yard Theater. If you're in the greater Los Angeles area, we would love to see you there. Tickets are only $10. It'll be another hot little variety show. show. We have um, stand-up from Steve Hernandez and Becca Slack. We have characters from Jordan Lee Cohen, and we have improv from Holmes and Taylor Ortega. It's going to be a great show. Also, Cam and I will be there doing what we love the most, and that's improv, baby. (laughs) Um, Val, any final thoughts from you? No, you guys are great. Oh, Val. Oh, Val, you are. Thanks. Thank you, Val. Also, the final thing I'll say is if I would recommend one episode above all the else, all, all the others of Talking Shop, it is hardly improv related, but uh, the three of us here on this uh, stream all love Star Wars, and Dave Pasquese, who is one of the most legendary improvisers of all time, was on the podcast, mm-hmm. but he was on the Star Wars show, The Book of Boba Fett, and he was in- very funny in that show. And James and Rob got to talk to him after that. So all the improv stuff with Dave is great. But if you want to hear Dave Pasquese talk a little <laughs> bit about being on Star Wars, I can't. I, I'm sure that was very rewarding for you to be there, James. Oh yeah, because it was rewarding for me as a listener yeah. just to hear that. It uh, was. It, it was. I had the question written in my notebook, and I was like, I wonder if I'll work up the courage to ask Dave about Star Wars. <laughs> you gotta. You <laughs> but gotta. yeah, you have. And he was like, yeah. he's super down to talk about it yeah. too. So also, uh, Dave is just awesome. It was great. James, you're also awesome. Val, you're awesome. Nia, thank Thank you for the suggestion. Shout out to Christy. We love the Dozers everywhere across the world. Um, Go Warriors. Go Warriors. (laughs) And remember, I love improv! Improv! Woo! Thanks for listening to I Love Improv. Like, subscribe, and follow the podcast wherever you listen, and be sure to subscribe to and follow the Trident Network on Twitch. I Love Improv with Trent Dozier is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about the Trident Network's videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. You can also support the podcast by donating to the Trident Network's Patreon at patreon.com slash thetridentnetwork. The I Love Improv live stream features technical support from Val Agnew. Theme music was composed by Nia D'Amelio, and the podcast was edited by me. We return live on Wednesday, July 13th, live on twitch.tv slash the Trident Network at 6 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern.